And we're back with another episode of Strategy and the Virtual Controller. Delighted to be here, um, although a little bit tired than the than previous time, and it's not related to Gus. Um, Penny and I, are, we're, we're both back from live conferences, the first in a very long time. And so I think I think our conference fitness is um, is somewhat lacking. Uh, folks, my name's Damien Greathead. I'm one of the co-hosts of Strategy and the Virtual Controller, Penny Breslin. Uh, she is the, the, the other co-host, and she's sitting in San Diego. And Penny... I just finished uh, QuickBooks Get Connected, which was a program that I put on here in Sydney. Um, What events have you been to? Um, I went to Accounting Web uh, in San Diego, lucky for me. Um, Nice and local. Yeah, nice and local. Um, And uh, did a couple of, a panel and a presentation there. Fantastic. And, and I thought today's episode, well, we thought today's episode might be a bit of a, a, a recap on some of the themes um, that came out of that, uh, came out of those conferences. So Penny, do you want to kick off and, and talk about Accounting Web Summit in San Diego? And and um, maybe why don't we just start with what was the vibe like? What was it like in terms of getting back in real life? Um, it was, everybody was very happy. Um, yep. Very happy, you know, and being in San Diego, we, they were out on the bay, uh, in Mission Bay, and uh, so it was very pleasant. Although I think the comment was, <laughs> you could see people wore shots and stuff. And like, uh, didn't they tell you about May Gray in San Diego? So it was kind of <laughs> cooler than everybody thought it would be. Um, but overall, it was very pleasant. But um, uh, a uh, a real drive and push towards uh, applications that assist you in the cloud, whether it was from a, uh, a firm perspective on what they need to use internally or applications that integrated with various GLs and how they could be, make life more efficient. And one of, you know, one of the biggest sponsors there was BotKeeper. Um, so it was, it was about AI, which, mm-hmm. you know, Scaling is going to be about that, robots and AI. And um, I'm, I'm sure that your books connect uh, in Australia is discussing that. So, you know, that there was also the topics of um, the great resignation, which is more like was how do we hire? And, uh, and it, I, I had a, a panel discussion on that. Plus, I covered it a little bit in my presentation. and then. Uh, felt kind of vindicated when I, because I was kind of nervous about my presentation on what I was going to tell them they should do when it looks to hiring people. And then me, two days ago, I read an article that Gary Bluma, Roman Roman Kapansky, and uh, Joe Woodard put out on Accounting Today about that. And going, okay, we're all in agreement. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, um, but um, so yeah, it was um, it was uh, pretty interesting. Um, and pretty forward thinking and a very positive forward thinking group of people. And that was really what's I saw some of the photos um, on social media and whatnot. And what were the what were the numbers like? Like how many people do you think were in the sort of the main session attendees? Yeah, they weren't you're asking me numbers. Um that's not a good thing. I would say that it probably wasn't as full as they probably would have liked it to have been, but for a first-time event, having 
prior history for a couple of decades of doing these things, I would have said that would have been a really good event. That would have been a good turnout. And uh, yep. I would have been happy with it. Uh, yep. But, and it looked like a pretty good, uh, pretty full floor of the, the exhibitors as well. Oh, yeah. The, the exhibitors were, that was really a good floor of exhibitors and a very good choice of exhibitors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, the other thing, too, is, and I had mentioned this before when I went to a live conference about a year into the COVID shutdown, when things opened up a little bit and then they shut down again, um, where for a bookkeeping, uh, digital bookkeeping conference that, it too wasn't super large. They weren't looking to get 4,000 people to show up. Um, that the intimacy and the time you got to spend with the uh, vendors was so much better. Um, mm. and, the, and, and the time that everybody could take with them was so much better. Um, and then there was another conference going on across the bay um, that uh, I kind of, um, I actually had four clients over there, four accounting clients who were going to that conference. So it was mm. a competing account. It wasn't necessarily a competing accounting conference. This was a specific one for a specific uh, group of accountants who were doing a, a particular type of vertical niched work with their clients. Yep. And four of them are my clients. And uh, one of them called me and said, hey, we're interested in talking to a vendor that does this, this, and this, and well, went, we'll come on over the no, come on over the bay. <laughs> bring them over there, and so I went. Let me think about that. And about twenty minutes later, I rounded up an extra one too because there was one other I saw that was at this conference that I really liked, and I thought they might want to talk to. So I, I said, "Hey, you guys, you want to get into my TARDIS?" And they go, what's a TARDIS? I said, you don't watch Doctor Who? So, <laughs> so I said, I have a car that's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. And uh, But I got them in there. And two guys were six foot tall easily. And I'm going, it's pretty interesting. But I got them in there. And we only had a mile to go across the bridge to the other side of the bay. And then we had like a mini vendor conference right there with those mm. people. Um, but uh, it was... Um, it was pretty good. I think that they did a fantastic job. I think they'll probably be doing it again. The topics were timely. The people were engaged. And um, the presenters were, although you've seen many of them before, they all had really good factual updated material. Um, in fact, even in my session, the people would ask me a couple of questions. Go, you know what? I stick to my wheelhouse. And if you go to this person's session... They're going to give you that really good. They're going to get into it. Talk to them about doing that. So that was kind of cool. Um, just a real nice. good of people. Yeah, I, I, I will admit the same thing. And, and obviously, I was one of the organizers of our conference. And um, but the I think people were um, people were excited to be out and in real life again. Um, seeing seeing people and being able to press the flesh and and being able to to shake hands and hug somebody that you that you've known for a long time and you've had a relationship through social media and through through uh zoom meetings etc etc so i think a lot of people were just excited to be back in real life and learning in real life and actually that whole networking and we were quite surprised how um social everybody was um, but uh, as I spoke to a couple of people, they were just so excited to be out and so excited to be seeing people in real life again. Um, a, a couple of key themes for us were 
very much around the I'm not sure if reinventing yourself is the right way to put it, but it's it's quite similar to a lot of the things we've been talking about, Penny. It's about you defining what success means to you and you being very intentional. So rather than just going through all the motions of running an accounting firm or running a bookkeeping business, being very intentional about what you want to get out of the business um, and then working with focus towards that because you've said it plenty of times on on this podcast, there's only so many hours in the day. There's only so many days that we've got uh, we've got left um, on on our uh, on our watch. And so why don't we make sure that that time is spent doing things that we really enjoy and that we love rather than just doing the same as last year? So that was, what I think, one of the key key themes to come out of all the presentations that were, were there and very much the same thing is like I'm not an expert in that but down the hall go and speak to Emma who who does this day in day out and she absolutely loves it so um, yeah I, I think it was acting with intentionality um, as being one of the key themes and and it's after a really tough couple of years it, it's up to you to define success and here's a great opportunity to reset and outside on the vendor floor, you've got all the tools that can help make that happen. But you've, you've got to take some time to really define what it is that you want to get out of your business, what it is that you want to do for your clients. And then once you've got that, then you've, you've got a pretty clear runway as to, to how to achieve it. So that was that was one of the key themes to come out for me. And, and we can jump on to AI and, and a whole host of other things because what I sort of found was, the, the the content, the topics, I don't think they were that dissimilar from what we saw in 2018 and 2019, and certainly not that dissimilar from, from a lot of the things that you and I were talking about pre-pandemic, but I think that there was a different... Um, acceptance. The, the acceptance, yeah, yeah, acceptance, and then also willingness to, uh, to embrace, and so... Whereas previously, it's not only a willingness to embrace a desire to find it, because I think the last two years just fried a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this week alone, I got three calls from people going, "How do I get rid of my tax company?" They want to do cats. I mean, you know, we've talked about cats. I hate that word because it's such a. Matter. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Because <laughs> when I did my presentation, I'm looking at the title they gave me, and I went, "Okay, well, there's two other people doing this." similar presentation we talked about it the three of us talked about it like we have three different names but we're coming at it from a different perspective yeah and um the thing is is that what was interesting and this was in the opening and i I think it was deanne from bocupo said that 24 percent increase in cast work this year for accounting firms where the average was eight percent prior um you know it's it's almost like the pandemic and and at least here in the united states um the pandemic and all the things that business owners and high net worth individuals who need uh i I hope that didn't sound pejorative but it probably did but that need accounting help they were keenly aware that they could not keep up with all the changes, mm-hmm. or the understanding of how those changes would affect them. And that very early on, Sandy Levy did this like two or three months into the lockdowns in the United States, did a presentation, which surprisingly only about, you know, I saw 20 people in this webinar and I was like, 
shock going, everybody should be hearing what she says right now, that the, that you became a critical person into people's success. Um, you, you, the accountant slash bookkeeper slash tax person slash whatever it is you do from a financial perspective became extremely important to people. And that's not going to go away. And because uh, once people understand and they get positive, actionable input from you about where they can go to move forward, they're going to keep on coming back for more of that. And uh, so that was another thing that I saw where, you know, um, that people are interested in how can we present that material to a non-accountant brain. Um, I like that aspect of it, uh, of some of the apps that are coming out that look at things from ease of use. The other thing is, is the changes in banking. Um, and the in the the rise of the fintech and some of the tools that are coming out there to uh, assist uh, people that are not box banks, you know, um, mm-hmm. they, they they just they can do it so effort, effortlessly and so lightly that their footprint is small but their effect is large. Um, yeah, and and adoption of the client to particularly buy into, well, not only just adoption of the client, I think it's also the the fact that the accounting businesses out there are going, no, you know what, I'm not going to put up with this anymore. This is my way of the highway. Well, I, th- I, I think what I, what I sort of, the not my way of the highway, but the way I sort of see it working itself out, it, it seems to have been, I can't be everything to everyone, which is what I used to try to do. Um, but the pandemic and taught me that my clients need a, a much higher level of service or the clients that I enjoy working with need a, a much higher level of service because so much more is going on. And so um, I actually do have to make that decision of I, I don't have the capacity and I don't have the bandwidth to to service all of these clients. And so unfortunately, some of the some of them are going to have to go and some of them did leave and some of them went to the wall. But um, but I think that was the other side. And, and certainly now, um, businesses that do bookkeeping and, and uh, accounting, making that decision to say, there is only so much of me, there's only so much of my team. So I'm really going to focus on the types of clients that I want to work with. And so I think that's certainly something that's, um, that's come out of of the pandemic and as people are sort of re reshaping what their firm is um yeah just that realization of i can't be everything to everyone and uh that that allows me to really focus who i want to work with and what i want to work on yeah and i think that the other thing that's being accepted is that the way you did things before you have to you have to go in and rip all your systems apart um, yeah, uh, you know, there, there certainly were huge issues that arose under COVID that were being driven prior. You know, like things with like right networks and um, and uh, hosted, fully hosted, uh, managed servers and cloud-based systems and working remotely. That's that's going to change, um, and that's that's going to be different and. It's just because all of this may be over, knock on wood, um, that we're not going back to the way it was. 
I was curious, like that's sort of an interesting one. What was the the feeling about return to work and return to the workplace? Um, what was the sort of sentiment in in your um, conference crowd? Uh, that it's people don't want. I mean, they, the option is there, and people are taking advantage of it. And I think that this younger generation is is keenly aware of. Uh, and I, you know, I mean, I, I tell you, I, I I have just so impressed with these young kids coming out of college today, and how smart they are, and how focus they are and they just want something different than what we might have wanted and you have to acknowledge that and they don't feel the need to be in the office all the time and frankly they don't have to be um and and if you i told one person this you know if you're going to have them come in the office one day a week have them all come in on the same day and make it the best day ever and um but it's not going to change. It's not going to go back. Um, it, people are going to work from wherever they're at. Um, you know, it's funny. You over the years, I've always seen accountants working from conferences. They were always out in the mm-hmm. hall, calling yeah. <laughs> on the computers, working. So now it's you, you've got the tools to do this and do it securely and and to share information. I see a lot more adoption of you know everybody in the in the company should be in this workflow. Everybody in the company has a task and, um, and, uh, you know, stop looking at people with the, the, the big billable hourly sign on their forehead when you're looking at them. A um, lot more discussions about how do you compensate people when it's not a billable hourly time. Um, a lot more understanding that this flat rate stuff, uh, if you're going to do client advisory service, uh, partial CFO services, you can start with a basic, you know, three-tier pricing, but really it comes down to each company is going to have their own needs and you're going to price to the needs of, of what that particular company wants from you. Um, and, 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 and also something that, I, that, that that price is going to change because at certain times of the year, you will be more invested in, in that particular client file than other times of the year. Um, working on special projects, and uh, so that so there is the the regular recurring, but because we've sort of given ourselves the space and the time to think about the the client, that's where we identify the special projects, which obviously scoped um, differently. But but that's what I'm seeing as well. It's th- this realization that it's not one fixed price month in month out. That actually changes. Because quite often the scope changes with special projects and 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 a whole host of other things along the way. Yeah, scope changes. In fact, I just did it this morning to a client that I was on the phone with. It was supposed to be a fifteen minute call, and again, it turned into an hour and a half. And I just said, you know, this is not working. You just asked me to take on another task. That because I I said, you know, my, I'm starting this with who's going to do this function, and you know. And he goes, well, at the end, he goes, well, you're going to do it. And I said, well, if I'm going to do it, this is the way I'm going to do it. And I said, and we have to renegotiate the contract. Um, and he goes, what do you want? That's all he said is, what do you want? And I gave him the price. He goes, okay. And because yeah. and, before I even gave him the price, I, I lined out, this is going to be the way it's going to work. Does that work for you? And he goes, if it works for you, it's going to work for us. Because also the other thing is what I think is important to recognize um, the scope will change. The scope can increase 
the scope yeah. can also decrease. So once you do, once you've got that special project out of the way, you can say, look, we've, we've got this all this work done, which is fantastic. So the bill's actually going down because of of all of this hard work that we've done over the last eighteen months, and and that's a possibility as well. Well, and and then also it's like you know you, you you're still doing the month to month and stuff, so. As long as you're doing that, I guarantee you another project's going to come up. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I just uh, had a conversation. Oh, God. It was like the, this is Thursday, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay, Thursday. Okay, four mornings in a row, 4 a.m. calls because of the time zone differences. Um, and in this case, uh, you know, I was geared towards, I was prepared for animosity because <laughs> uh, of this particular client. But they said, you know, they said, we discovered that we didn't lose any time. We come out of tax season and usually we're so far behind and catching our clients up and we didn't have any of that. And because they didn't have any of that, they came out of tax season with the space and the time to start evaluating and really deep diving into their client numbers. Mm. Uh, and they could see one of them, I, I found a situation because I never would have noticed it because I would have had to go back and, t- and clean up all that work and get all that stuff caught up. And then I would be busy with something else because the new season would start or a new crisis moment would start. And um, so they're finding that when they control all the data, and you do have to control all the data, and they have access to all the data and they're getting it completed in real time. With the, uh, with the combination of humans and technology and AI, um, that they really do find opportunity to help their clients move forward. Yeah. And yeah. that's always a win-win. Um, I, you know, I, I, I tend to think when you, you have to go in and, like I told them this morning, they, and this was part of my presentation, and this was happened to be a client who was at the other, so they didn't hear my presentation because they were at the other <laughs> office across the bay. Um, but, you know, you have to, the minute you put another person or a piece of technology into a process that you're doing, as simple as closing somebody's books, you have to strip your process apart, your systematic systems apart. Because you don't know what systems have been built in that. I don't care even if it's your your business, you're the owner of the accounting company. You know how you want things done. How they're actually getting done is some, sometimes very different. And you really have to write all that down or draw it all out. Or however it is you want to do it, post, post-it notes across the wall and go, okay, where do we fit this person? And, where do, and that person can be your internal person or can be the customer. And then where do we fit the technology into it to get to the end goal? Mm-hmm. And, um, and then defining what that end goal is going to look like. Uh, it, and letting everybody on the team know what that looks like. What, what is the reason we're doing it? What's the why of we're doing something? Because... I had this conversation with my team this morning because of something that happened. I said, well, we sat here this morning. Vidya discovered the why of what it was she was doing. 
and you could see the change in her face and her understanding of, and, and what happened was she figured out there was an extra step needed in order to be able to get to that final goal because she knew why they were going there. Yeah. And, and it was something that they had to discover on their own. And I said, let's put big signs up all around the room. You can do it in your in Tamil or you can do it in English, whatever works for you, and put the big word why. Why are we doing this task? What what's taking it there? Because every time they learn why we're doing something, invariably they come up with there was a step missing in the process, and that's why we didn't get it. And that's because systems happen and they grow, they grow organically, and sometimes you don't know they're happening like a weed in your yard that all of a sudden it was a little tiny piece. And then all of a sudden about a week later, the rain came and that weed's like a foot tall and you go, oh, shit, how did that happen? Yeah. That's what I'm a bit worried about getting when I head home tonight. I think the weekend is going to be a lot of gardening. So, <laughs> but I mean, I was probably being really off point there and off, but um, I saw a lot of people like their, their brains were clicking on, this is how I could use this. And it's like, okay, now go back to your office and just try to throw that technology into what you already have. It's not going to work. Throw it into- You've got to take that step back and, and strip it all back, don't you? What I thought was interesting, though, because you, you sort of made the comment that the young people, they they don't want to come in five days a week and they don't want to, um, they don't want to get back to the office, so to speak. I, I, we had a quite different perspective. So the two generations that were keen to get back into the office were the youngest generations and the oldest generations in the workforce. So I, I sort of get confused as to who they were, but I, I think it's the baby boomers were keen to get back. And then the Gen Z, is that the latest generation? I think yeah, they were keen to get back. Yeah, and the millennials don't want to. The Well, this, yeah, the millennials and, and the Gen Y, which I think is me, are more reluctant because we actually need the flexibility. We've got young families, we've got competing, this, that, and the other. But if we actually go back to the the Gen Zs, the youngest generation, what they're craving is the sense of belonging and community and the opportunity to coach and mentor. Yeah, be, be coached and mentored. I and I think to your to, point. Yeah, I brought that up to somebody and that was one of the things where I said, oh, mentorship? Oh, you know what? Jeannie Winehouse does a really good program on that. You really yeah. need to talk to her about that one. But yeah, you, they do. They need they need mentorship. Just like that kid that years ago that said to me, if we use this technology the way you say, he goes, I learned so much by having to do this paper-wise and, and learning step-by-step. Step. And I learned some, I didn't learn it in school. I learned it my first year on the job. He goes, how am I going to learn it going forward? And that's when you go, you need a mentor. You need somebody who says, yes, the technology does this, but here's the why of it. Here's well, yeah, and I think in in our more remote worlds or, or, or more flexible worlds, we don't really have that. We, it, it's very much a I wake up and I, I go through the tasks that are on my list. I don't really think about that why because I'm not in an environment so that, that is sort of conducive to asking that question. I think yeah. the hybrid is where it's going to end up, at least for those of us who are lucky to have these types of jobs. Yeah. A hybrid a hybrid way of working is the way it's going to be. I mean, like, even like somebody who does deliveries, 
They're not in the office. They're out on the road. They're on their own. They're given a stack of work to do. And then they have to navigate the world to get those packages. Get it done. Yeah. And, you know, accidents happen, weather happens, light, you know, red lights happen. So they're having to figure out how to, at some point, how to do this on their own. Um, yeah. And, and also, I think that, you know, if you get rid of the billable hourly thinking of your of your employee and, and think it's goal-based, um, if it takes them three hours and they still get the value, what do you care? Yeah. What do you care, really, if they, they put three hours in and they got the job done and they got the why figured out and they got the end goal done? No, and- I... I- I wholeheartedly agree. I think my my key message to listeners is you have to be, again, very intentional about this hybrid work. So when you are in person, you're doing quite meaningful activities, ripping apart the, the procedures, talking about the why, um, because I, I, I actually see a lot of firms, they're making um, this return to work mandatory for a certain number of days a week. But People are getting back to the office and they're still on Zoom calls. They're still just churning through the work. And it's it's that's where I think um, listeners have a real opportunity to make meaningful change to their workplace in this hybrid environment. It, it's not just um, my day working from home shouldn't look the same as my day working from the office. Exactly. And so ha- how do you, what are some things that you can do even just sort of workshops, lunch and learns, a whole different host of things to get people back together, sharing uh, and, and facilitating those coaching and mentoring um, opportunities um, informally and formally. Yeah, and, and you know, Gen Z, they, they're big on team and sharing and, and, and yeah, why not? Why not make this the best day they have at work for you? Yeah. And it's a day about how's your why? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's 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 it was fascinating. It's going to be interesting to see how the effects of the larger conferences that are going to happen. Uh, the next one that I'm going to is AICPA, and that's probably will be much larger than the one I was just at, obviously. And then um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, if the same vibe. Mm. And uh, there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of churn going on, but it always brings up fresh water when when the lakes churn. Um, (laughs) So so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I I, I, I saw the pictures from the Sydney QuickBooks Connect. Um, It looked like a lively crowd. And you actually had a pretty good sized crowd there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we were. I think we were sort of 160, 170 in the room. So it was it was a good full room, and and um, I think to your point earlier on, it was a, it was a good sized crowd, but any bigger, and you probably would have lost that intimacy and and sort of the the ability to connect and reconnect with with um, old friends, new friends, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, we were really pleased with the the. It was it was big enough to have sort of scale, but but not too big that you lost the um, personality and and the I guess the the ability to connect with people. Yeah, I think that the more we use technology and AI and robotic processes 
and Zoom and Google Meet and whatever it is you're using to connect with clients and with employees and with uh, with vendors. When you can come together, you want it to be more intimate because every, the more technology, the more the need for human interaction. Yeah, agreed. No, so it will be interesting to hear how that AICPA event goes because that's sort of the, the culmination of five different um, five different events, five different streams that come together. And within those streams, there's a whole bunch of different things because uh, two weeks before our Get Connected event, there was a, the Accounting and Business Expo, which is more trade show. And, and one of my comments from that is people didn't stick around. They sort of walked the trade show floor, sat in on a session and, and then headed out. Um, and, and, and I think that's probably as someone that um, organizes events, has organized events, that's probably what people are looking for in their events, that, that more intimate, more meaningful uh, types of events where, and, and, and where there's good chunks of time carved out for networking and, and just hanging out. Because again, AICPA, that thing starts at 7am in the morning and goes through till 7pm at night. And it is back to back to back CPE, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll be curious to see how that's evolved over the last um, last couple of years. This won't have CPE in it, but I, uh, a, 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 the camaraderie that was built uh, was probably immeasurable for the vendors as well as the attendees. There was plenty of time to interact. And I think that after years, two years of Zooms, Everybody was needful of it, and it's those Zooms aren't going to go away, so they're going to continue to be needful. Yeah. Right. Well, Penny, I think that's a really good place to leave today's episode, um, unless there's anything else that um, you think uh, is listeners sh- need to know following our, our two or oh, well, a couple of events that we've both been to um, in, in Sydney and, and in the States. But um, so you're going to be at the AICPA in June. So if there are any listeners that are heading along to the AICPA conference in June, um, reach out to Penny on LinkedIn and and catch up with her and, and meet her in real life. Um, I'm not actually on the road. Aren't you? Well, no. So so I'm not on the I, – I finish in Brisbane uh, next week and then it's the end of financial year here in, in June in Australia. So the, um, the, the events go a little bit dark until we sort of get through what is our tax season, which I think is sort of September. So that's when uh, we'll be back on the road and, and getting out to various conferences. But certainly enjoyed um, catching up with friends and making a few new ones as well. And and actually, you know, doing my first um, FaceTime call with Gus at dinner time is sort of quite a strange experience not being there at dinner and bath time. And I think you might have been a dada so for the first time. So, yeah, it's that's it's strange. Yeah, stri- zooming with a six-month-old. Wow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And and but but again, just that. Whereas before the pandemic, we 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 did this day in day out, and um, I was that we didn't have a young family back then, so things are quite different. And um, yeah, I'm in bed by I'm in bed by eight thirty because I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Penny, as always, really good to see you. Um, We'll talk next week. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, satvc.co is the website uh, for any um, updates on different events that we're at and our LinkedIn profiles, etc. But reach out to us via LinkedIn and and download previous episodes from your favourite podcast platform. Uh, Penny, we'll talk to you next week. All right. You have a good one. Bye-bye.